Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome online. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited that you've joined us online and that you've joined us in person. This is so great just to be able to continue in our series, Armor Up. We're talking about the armor of God, which is always exciting, and I'm just super, super pumped to dive in. But before we get into uh, the set of scripture that we're going to be hanging out in today, I want to draw your attention to another book of the Bible, and specifically 1 John. But no need to turn there. You don't have to turn there. I just want you to listen, just to take this in, just to let these words just marinate, let them sit on your heart for a moment. But we're going to be in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, and just listen to these words from the Apostle John here. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We achieve this victory through faith. Just let that sit. We achieve this victory through faith. As we continue, I just want you to constantly be thinking about that. We achieve this victory through faith because today we are going to be talking about the shield of faith. If you've been with us on this series, you know that Dan talked about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And last week, John talked to us about the shoes of peace. And specifically, we are going to be talking about the shield of faith. And so we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Ephesians 6, verse 16. And it says this, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Sounds good, right? You're like, sweet. I had to read this a couple of times. I hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, I don't think Paul mixed up his words here when he said to stop. He didn't say, you know, just in case you need to stop, just in case you're walking along one day and all of a sudden an arrow's coming at you. No, he's saying it's going to happen, right? So, So the thing that we need to understand as we're diving into this scripture is the fact that you are going to be attacked, You are going to be attacked. And the funny part about uh, this concept of a shield, right, it's the only piece of armor that you willingly allow to get hit, right? So if we're we're talking about a fully armored individual, you know, you put this breastplate on, it's steel, you don't just walk out into a battlefield and you're like, you know what, go ahead, hit me. No, that's still terrifying. But you do walk out in the battlefield and you hold up the shield, so you obviously have some faith in this shield, but... Paul's point here is you are going to be attacked. And we can actually back up a little bit in some verses that, that Dan talked about on week one and, and Ephesians chapter six, verse 11. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. He's crafty. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. See, Paul is warning us, but he's also giving us a direction. He's warning us, but he's also navigating us through this. But very specifically, he is making sure it's known that we're in a spiritual battle. We better have that shield of faith up because fiery arrows are coming your way. And this, this, this attack could come in many different forms. We see this in many different forms in our own individual lives. Maybe you see this in the form of temptation or lust, or anger, or doubt, or despair, or fear, 
or pain or sorrow. There's so many different ways that the devil is going to attack you because he knows your weaknesses. He's coming at you. I don't know about you, but that's a little terrifying for me. I'm like, I kind of want to look over my shoulders all the time. But Paul is saying, hey, he's going to attack you, but this is a spiritual battle. And so the first thing that, that Paul teaches us in this set of scripture is this. You can't overcome the attacks of the devil, but God can. You can't overcome the attacks of the devil, but God can. Let me explain this a little bit further. If we dive into Ephesians 6, 16 here, and we actually look at the original Greek word for the word shield here, it's translated therios, and it directly means a large oblong or square shield. And fun fact, this is the only time in the entire Bible that this specific Greek word is used. The first, the only. But if we look uh, back through history, we'll also understand that this particular shield is directly related to the, one of the original Hebrew shields that they created, which was fully made out of wood. You ever shot a fiery arrow at a wooden shield? <laughs> right? You're like, hold up. Wait, Paul, did you mean to say that? All right, so you mean to say that in this scripture, right, he's talking to, to these people in this time that they're like, we fully understand what shield you're talking about. And we know that you're talking about a shield that is flammable. And we know following history that, that all throughout history, they slowly started to evolve this shield. They put leather on it. They started soaking it in water so it would be less flammable. But Paul is saying, hey, hold up that shield that's flammable while the devil shoots fiery arrows at you. One of the few times that I thought Paul was completely crazy. Like, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want to tell us? In this moment where the devil is shooting fiery arrows at us and we're being attacked, do you want us to hold up this wooden shield that can burn? Yep, that's what he wants. See, but Paul isn't crazy. He may be extreme, he may be wild, but he's not crazy. He said this very specifically. Because the emphasis and the importance in this scripture is not on the shield, but on faith. Did you catch it? It's not on the shield. It's on faith. It's on faith in God. Faith in God strengthens the shield so that it can withstand this attack because earthly weapons won't work. Earthly weapons won't work in a spiritual battle. They won't protect you. An earthly shield is not going to protect you from the fiery arrows from the devil. The importance and the emphasis is on faith, not the shield. But have you ever been attacked? Have you ever been attacked in your life? Have you ever been tempted? Have you ever dealt with anger? Have you ever dealt with doubt? Right? Like this is something that, that happens all the time. We're all going to be attacked. In fact, just so that we know that, that we're not alone in this, if you're online in our chat, just drop down a day, a month, or a year of a time when you thought you were being directly attacked. You don't have to say what for. You don't have to share the attack. And if you're in the room, raise your hand if you've ever been attacked. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> We're all going to be attacked. It's going to happen because the devil doesn't want you to love God. The devil doesn't want you to have faith in God. The devil doesn't want you to love others. The devil doesn't want you to spread the good news. So Paul is saying, hey, guess what? You're going to be attacked. You better hold up that shield of faith. It's all in the faith. You know, me and my family, we, we've recently walked through an attack and where we feel like, you know, this is a big one for us. 
You know, about a month and a half ago on September 9th, 2020, we found out that we lost our daughter, Scarlett Elizabeth. And usually I would say something to the effect of like, this is one of the hardest things that I've gone through in my life, but that's not true. This is single-handedly the hardest, most difficult trial and attack that I've ever walked through in my entire life. It's hard. It's tough. But I've been walking this journey, and many people have come up to me and asked me, right, through this attack, they've asked me, they're like, hey, Eric, how's your faith doing? Is your faith shaken? Is your faith broken? How's your faith? Very specifically, it's come in a couple different forms, but this is the question. How is, how is your faith doing? Have you ever been asked that? I want to ask you guys that right now. How's your faith doing? Are you struggling? Are you walking through some attacks? And you're like, this isn't so fun. My faith is struggling. And usually I've been answering this question pretty generically, right? I've been saying, you know, it's good. I think. I think it's good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at God. Like, I, I know God's still with me. I still have my faith. You know, no, but I, as, as I dove into the scripture and as I dove into just this reality that the devil's going to be attacking us and we must hold up our shield of faith, I, I would like to change my answer. You know, my answer is actually quite a bit longer because that question, I don't believe, lends itself to a quick answer. Like, how's your faith doing? Well, I don't know. Monday morning at 9 a.m., it feels pretty strong. 9.18, though, whew, that's a tough minute. I don't know, right? Like, it's a lot longer, and, but as I think about this in relation to Paul's teachings here, this is what I would say. If somebody came up to me right now and said, hey, Eric, how's your faith doing? Is it shaken? I would say this. 31 years, God has walked with me. 31 years, God has brought me through trials and tribulations and struggles and attacks. 31 years, he has got me into this point in time. 31 years, he has got me through mental struggles and physical temptations and emotional pain. 31 years, walked me through it all. 31 years, he has protected me and loved me and shown me grace. I've been attacked, I'm bruised, I have scars, I'm hurting. 31 years, he, he has been there with me. You know, going through high school, I went through you know, high school breakups that I literally thought were the end of the world. You know, when you're in that moment, like my heart is crushed. How can I love anyone ever again? You know, as an adult, you're like, well, time will pass. But as a high schooler, it was the worst. 31 years he has brought me through all of that. 31 years in my early 20s, God brought me through divorce where I felt broken, ashamed, unforgivable, like I would never be healed again. 31 years continued to bring me through these things. Then in my mid-20s, he brought me through a massive uh, business bankruptcy where I felt like a complete failure. I lost thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I thought that I could never succeed at anything in business or finances again. 31 years brought me through it all. My wife and I, we've been through two miscarriages, and he brought me through it. 31 years, God has stood by my side. 31 years, just shy of four years ago, we lost our first daughter, Adeline Ray Lynn. He brought us through it. He brought us through it. And this is how I would answer that question. 31 years, God has protected me, has shown me love and grace and brought me through it. He has been there every single step of the way. And you mean to tell me on one moment, on September 9th, 2020, one moment when things don't go perfectly my way, when things don't go exactly how I have planned, one moment I'm supposed to lose my faith? No. No, no. That's what the devil wants. 
That's what the devil wants. We are supposed to grow our faith through those trials and through those struggles. See, the devil wants us to not be able to walk through those. That's why he throws the arrows at us. That's why they hurt so bad. And Paul is saying, hey, put up your shield of faith, but through it all, let me give you great clarity on where I'm at. I'm not standing here telling you every morning I wake up and I'm like, man, can't wait to grow my faith today. I don't wake up every morning going, woohoo, life is awesome. You know, it's feeling good. I haven't been attacked in at least a couple hours. You know, it's a struggle and it's real and it's tough and it's difficult. But this is what I've learned through the journey that sometimes we must rely on someone else's faith in order to grow our own. Sometimes we must rely on someone else's faith in order to grow our own, right? That's why we read stories in the Bible of people's faith. So in hopes, like I look at it, I'm like, oh, I need to have that type of faith. And sometimes I have to rely on it, right? If we turn to Hebrews 11, uh, just a high-speed high recap. This is not gonna be uh, here for you. High-speed recap. Hebrews 11, let's look at great examples of faith, amazing faith in verse four. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to, the he to heaven without dying. It was by faith that Noah built a giant boat to save his family from the flood. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home. It was by faith that Sarah was able to have children even though she was old and barren. All of these people walked in faith. It was by faith that Abraham offered his son Isaac to God. That's his son as a sacrifice. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently, that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. It was by faith when Moses grew up that he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as if it was dry land. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God. All of these people had strong faith through trials and trouble and, and, and tribulation and things that were tough. They held up their shield of faith and they continued to take steps. Was it difficult? Yeah, it was hard. But sometimes we must lean on someone else's faith, rely on someone else's faith to grow our own. So on September 9th, we were, we were in the doctor's room and, and we're about to get the ultrasound uh, to confirm or deny what, what we believe to be true. And I remember it so vividly. I'm standing there, I'm looking at the screen and I'm watching and I'm just praying, right? I'm just praying. I'm like, please, a little heartbeat, a little flutter, a little movement. And then we heard the words that nobody should have to hear. And the nurse said, I'm, I'm so sorry, but, but you lost your daughter. And it was in this moment that, that I thought in my head, hey, I need to have strong faith. You know, I need to stand strong for my family. I need to stand strong for my kids. You know what I did? None of those things. I crumpled to the floor. I'm on the floor and I'm bawling. Lifeless. And you know what I was thinking? This is it. This is the end of my road. I can't take another step after this. I can't. 
live another day after this? This is it. This is, this is where my story ends, right here in this room. That's what I was thinking. And you know what happened in that moment? God showed up. I felt a hand on my shoulder. It was my wife's hand. And you're like, uh, it was my wife's hand. Just want to clarify. Uh, it was my wife's hand. And in a very stern voice, you know what she told me? It was the best. You would have loved it. Wives, you would have loved it because you can hear what type of voice you would tell your husbands in this moment. Uh, she was like, Eric, you have to stand up right now. And it was exactly what I needed, right? Sometimes we have to rely on someone else's faith in order to grow our own, and I needed to rely on hers. I needed to rely on her faith, and she was just so confident. You have to stand up right now. Guess what? I stood up. You know, and as a body of believers, this is the same way. If we, if we jump into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4, listen to this. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and living through all. See, this is the key. When we have faith in Jesus, we don't have to walk alone. When we have faith in Jesus, we can walk together. We can link arms. Right? When you're going through tough situations, no matter how big or small, if you're shield, you're like, I'm struggling behind this thing. I am hiding. I am terrified. We can link arms and other people's shields of faith can come around us and help us through it. See, we don't have to walk all by ourselves. We get to walk together as a body of believers united in Christ. That's what it's all about. We don't have to do this all by ourselves. And the best part, the best part, do you remember the verses that we read at the beginning? 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. See, we achieve victory and we achieve victory over this sin and over the attacks of the devil by gaining eternal life with Christ, with Jesus, through him, through faith in him. That's what we get. We achieve the victory. And John is saying also we can overcome the daily battles, you know, the daily temptation that you may have in your mind, the, the daily struggles, the daily doubt, the daily anger, whatever that is, we can overcome that through faith. Faith is the key in all of that. But we can overcome it just so exciting. So the question is this. How do we strengthen our faith? How do we strengthen our faith in order to prepare for these attacks? Because they're coming. They're probably already there, but more is on the way. It doesn't just disappear. How do we strengthen our faith? I have two answers for you. If you do not currently believe in Jesus, if you do not currently have Jesus in your life, if you do not currently make him Lord of your life and choose to follow him each and every day, if currently Jesus is not a part of you, then in order to strengthen your faith, I would refer you to Romans 
chapter 10, verse 9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you don't believe in Jesus, I want to invite you. If you want to strengthen your faith, start your faith journey. Maybe you've been coming to church for years and you've never taken this step. Maybe you've been tuning in for years and you've never taken this step. If you want to strengthen your faith and you don't believe in Jesus yet, take the step in faith and start a relationship with Jesus. He's waiting for you. And if you're, if you're online and you want to make that step, reach out to your host. They'd love to pray for you. They'd love to walk you through this. If you want to take that step and be baptized, let them know. If you're in the room in just a moment when we sing, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity to make your way to the cross, and you can make that decision. But if you don't know Jesus, that's how you strengthen your faith, by starting your faith journey. But for those that believe in Jesus, and you're following Jesus, and you have made him Lord of your life, and you're walking that path, I would refer you to Matthew 22, verse 37. Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you want to strengthen your faith? Love God with everything in you and love your neighbor as yourself. And, and this is why this strengthens your faith. Let me tell you why. When you have a deep love for someone, a deep care, what do you do? You spend time with them. You talk to them. You want to learn more about them. You openly and honestly share your life with them. And you want to please them and make them happy. So when you love God with everything in you, you want to do those things. Those things will strengthen your faith. And love others as yourself. Those things will strengthen your faith. Loving God and loving others will strengthen your faith. My faith has grown tremendously in the last month and a half because of the love that I've received from many of you. Because people have walked alongside myself and my family and said, hey, we love you. We're praying for you. Whatever you need. And they meant it. That has strengthened my faith a great deal. There's a reason why Jesus mentioned these two things as being so important, loving God and loving others. It's because it strengthens your faith along the way so that we can link arms and continue to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. See, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 16 says to hold up your shield of faith. Stop the fiery arrows of the devil. It's not about the shield. See, in all of this, it's about having your faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is the key to this passage. Faith is the key. Faith is how you get through these attacks. Faith is how you get through these battles. Faith is the key, and I want to invite you to make a choice today. I want to invite you to make a step today whether it's that first step, that first decision, maybe getting baptized, maybe accepting Jesus into your life, maybe that's your step, or maybe it's you need to show love to others more. Maybe you need to spend more time with God because you love him so deeply. Maybe you need to share more openly and honestly with God. But through it all, we wanna walk through these battles. Faith is the key. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, I just pray that we will look to you. 
God, that through this journey, God, knowing that we are going to be attacked every step of the way at different points in our life, God, I pray that we will look to you. God, knowing that, that when we have faith firmly planted in you, our shield can withstand the attack. God, I pray that you will help strengthen our shield. God, I pray that, that if there's someone in our life that we need to reach out to, that we will do that so that we can strengthen their shield. God, I pray that together we will link arms, that we will have an impact on this world. God, I pray that they will see you through our action. God, I pray that we will continue to reach new believers. And God, for the believers that are here and listening, God, I pray that their faith will be strengthened through you. God, the Apostle Paul knew that faith was the key. It wasn't about the shield. It was about the faith. The faith can withstand the attacks. So God, we just give it all to you. We lift it all up to you, God, and we ask that you will meet us here. God, meet us in this place. God, we love you. We give it to you. God, lead and direct our hearts. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.